up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Happy Wednesday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead. We have kind of an edition of Double Barrel Wednesday, Sip. Yeah, because it's not Parker Gabriel, but Robert Washington, we had to move from yesterday because of Paul Klempa being just awesome in here. We had to couldn't take up coach's space. We would never do that. Yeah, have you cleared this with Rob? I, I saw Robin yesterday okay. at Good Sense at lunch. I wasn't eating with him, but I saw him there. I said, Robin, I'm sorry about today. He's like, oh, it's fine. It's just due tomorrow. Okay. We're all good. Yeah, I've, I've cleared the air. Now, Robin is very calm, outwardly. <laughs> um, so we're good to go. Robin mm. watched at 7.30 today. Sean Callahan, 6.30. Can I thank Bagels and Joe? You can always thank Bagels and Joe and should thank Thank Bagels you, and Bagels Joe. and Joe. This coffee is... I mean, I kind of drove extra fast to the to the station just to get some coffee. Well, I had it ready for you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I mean... Thanks it. to Bagels and Joe for providing it, and thanks yeah. to me for making it. Snickerdoodle? That's right. Yeah, we're not, we're not change that up here nope. pretty soon. You want to change it well, up? Well, I mean... I, you want just, to change just it Just because I'm interested in other... Yeah, what if, what if it's not as good, Flavors. Though? Then you gotta commit to a different flavor you don't like potentially for a full month or so. No, no, no! Don't get me wrong. This is great. So I should get two bags. Yeah, I'd get Snickerdoodle and something else surprise okay. me. Okay. Well, well, I'll uh, I'll make that call today. Mm. No Gus today. Gus is gone today. He's back tomorrow. He told me on Sunday he was going to be gone Wednesday for some particular reason. I don't know why. But Today's Wednesday. It, that is today, so we don't have Gus. We are Wednesday in the Thresher. Um, one person who will not be in the Nebraska football Thresher is Marquise. Ooh, nice. Nice. Well done. Marquise. King of the transitions over here. Mar- uh, just the king. Just go ahead with king. I said the king of the transitions. <laughs> just the king. Um, Marquis Stepp has left the football. Marquis Stepp becomes the seventh running back, Sip, to leave the program since 2018. <laughs> That's the world. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think in a past life you would stop and say, whoa, 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 what? Yeah. But now you now you, you, don't. you pause for a second and say, yeah, I mean, that's kind of wow. where we're at with things, right? Isn't wow, that true? Just hold on. Yeah. Yeah. That's not going to help my mindset. Though. If you're, if it's 2010, you, yeah, okay, and and you hear that Nebraska has lost seven running backs <laughs> in a four-year span, <laughs> you go, "What's going on?" You'd say, "Uh, I, <laughs> oh, jeez." And now you say, "Well, I mean, that's kind of the, the way the game's going. It shouldn't be like that, but we have made it normalized right now." Oh, this is <laughs> dangerous. Um, you're right. You're right. I mean, I'm even going back to. I kind of shrugged when I saw that sound. I'm like, I mean, yeah, that's not great, but yeah, it's where we're at. I'm going back to uh, the '90s. Like, if you had that, if you had that, like during the Osborne era, seven running backs leave the program in a yeah three year three year period. Uh, that would be that would be alarm bells. That'd be weird. It'd be like, what's going on? No, you're right. It's normalized. 
Ooh, the Thresher's getting me today already. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is. Yeah, you know my mindset right now. You don't need to pile on. I'm not trying to put this where the news is at. Okay, Marquis Step is the latest running back to transfer from the program under Frosty. Now, let's just go through the list, okay. and, I, and we'll, we'll, we'll choose our words carefully and be kind to each departing back. Got him. Sevian Morrison wasn't okay. good enough to play in the Big Ten. Went to Kansas, correct? <laughs> He's with our buddy Lance yes. Leipold. Yes. Now I four star running back. He's a four star. If you look, at, are you, you sure look, about yes, that? Yes. If you look at stars, he was a four star running. Usually back. four star running. I'm, all right. I'm, if, you want, if you want to look back, you, say at nice least by things. one service, he was a four star. Sevian Morrison gone. Marvin Scott gone. We saw him have a respectable game against Wisconsin this year, right? Ron Brown comes in to replace Ryan Held, and Marvin Scott yeah, gets on the field, which, which was odd. We hadn't seen much in Marvin Scott. He ran. He ran hard. But neither Marvin Scott nor Sevian Morrison look like a difference making back to me. No. All right. Now again, choose your words carefully. We're not gonna we're not gonna disparage these running backs as they go out the door. Now they've they've already gone out the door, but Ronald Tompkins was hurt. I mean he was he had bad knee knee yep. and perhaps knees, but multiple <laughs> knee multiple knee surgeries. So multiple that's three now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sevian Morrison, Marvin Scott, Ronald Tompkins, yep. Maurice Washington was not a Big Ten back. Now, now I he had talent. He, had he talent. did, he did, but not he was. Just, just do this for me. Name me a Big Ten back that looks like Maurice Washington that you've ever seen. Hmm. That you've ever, ever seen. Just think about it. Uh, Rip they, through. They're, them. they're they're pretty they're pretty decent size usually. In the Five Big ten. ten one eighty five. Yeah. 5'10", 185. Okay, he's gone. Miles Jones never was never a, saw him. Ne, he didn't even go to another. I mean, I think he transferred to another program and was a walk-on. Miles Jones was the guy that you that you always heard one phrase with, duck R. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Here's where the duck R. Never yeah. really saw the duck R. And Greg Bell yep. went on to do great things at, at San Diego State. That's right. Did not get drafted. You and I had always different thoughts mm-hmm. of Greg Bell at Nebraska. I said, I think he's fine. You said he runs away from contact. You don't want him in the Big Ten. No, he's not a Big Ten back. But he, had, but he, made, he made something of himself at San Diego Absolutely. State. Absolutely. You, you can be a good running back without being a good Big Ten running okay, back. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. And I think Sevian Morrison could go to Kansas and in the Big 12 be a good running back. I do. I really do. Lance Leipold got him. I don't know where Marvin Scott went. Uh, Ronald Tompkins just has bad knees. Maurice Washington's not a Big Ten running back. He could go to a, another conference and be a running back. I don't know. Miles Jones isn't a running back. He's a duck R. Greg Bell did what he did. Yeah, I mean, he had some success. So had a lot of success. He did. Ran for over a thousand yards at San Diego State. Those are your guys. Now they're and the now reason. Step, yeah. yeah, the reason nobody blinks on this is because Nebraska is pretty well set in the running back room. Well, also because Marquis Step really didn't do much here. He he did have some a couple starts, right? He caught, how many starts did he even have at his time in Nebraska? Well, I will tell you that. All I know is I remember he played against Fordham this past year. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think he see much beyond that. I don't think he started. Um, I don't think he started. He carried the ball 45 times for 177 yards and two touchdowns last season. Right. 45 for 177. He played a lot against Fordham, and 18, after that, he, he got buried after that. When he played against Fordham, he's a big running back, and he was running against linemen that were about his size yep. And he against Fordham, and he looked good. 
Eight, oh, yeah. <laughs> eight, 18 carries for 101 yards. Now, then he spent, then he went to number three, number four in the depth chart. Yep. The key is he came here with a foot injury, a foot injury that Nebraska didn't know about. Damaged goods. Came here as damaged goods, and it was, it was a tough deal. I mean, Nebraska sort of taken by surprise that he would need foot surgery and had foot surgery upon arrival. And I think that, I wonder about that, if that's what's led to this. Now, he says he was fine last year. He was asked why he slid down the depth chart and he wouldn't comment, but he, he indicated it wasn't because of his foot. I'm, if you're a big running back, 6'2", 230, and you have a bad foot, doesn't common sense suggest that's a troublesome situation? Well, they blame Nebraska then for taking him, I guess, if that's the for case. not knowing. Well, if, if not doing a background check, asking more questions – Mm-hmm. Were you that desperate? You just took anybody you could get. Hey, we need we need we got we need some good news in the program. We got a USC running back transfer. Well, I don't think that was it. I think Listen, they... I don't know if if he had foot if he had feet issues. Yeah, he had a foot issue when he came to when when he left USC and we didn't and they didn't know about it in Nebraska. That's on Nebraska for not asking any questions. He he did say he was healthy all last year. I want to make that clear. But I wonder. He said he was healthy. And then, according to the World Herald in this story, declined comment late last season when asked why he thought he didn't play more. I don't know. It just didn't work out. I wouldn't – this doesn't have to – there doesn't have to be a smoking gun here. just didn't work out. But, it, but his, the foot injury was an issue from the start. There you go. I, I would ask listeners to go back to the initial stat we laid out there since 2018, seven – running backs have left the program we went through all seven the only one that's really done anything besides nebraska was greg bell at san diego state um obviously Maurice washington made plays when he was here but like as you pointed out Steph, he was not truly a big 10 running back was never going to be hey, a big 10 running back hey people are gonna I, I i mean i get in that debate with people there are people that will debate you in a very spirited manner on that and i will not back down what i'm talking about is you think what did it look like the last game he played? I think it was against Northwestern when he tried to run between. He didn't try to run between no, attacks. No, but uh, here's he, the, he tiptoed to the line of scrimmage, then then tried to break out. But I would you can't deny this. He was talented. Oh yeah, I mean he he, he made a, plays. He, he scored. Yeah, he yeah he had speed. He was a receiver. I think back to the play against Colorado. He just ran the distance on one on a basically just a, a screen pass. Oh yeah, when he can get outside, he's good. But yeah, he's yeah, but but in terms of going up the middle, he's he's not going to be your, your send him up the middle prototypical Big 10 back. You going to send him up the middle between the tackles 15 times ever? No. That's what you got doing. Was he was he not utilized correctly then? They should have just made him receiver yep. the whole time. Slot, something G- gimmick player, gadget I, player. I agree. And he could have been fine in that capacity. Yeah. Um USC, the thing about him Okay, the thing about him, we're not talking about Maurice Washington. I'm going back to Mar- Marquise Step. I'm going back to Marquise Step. You say, why do you take him? He was good at USC, Jake. I don't think I in said that. No, I did not say, why do you take I said, why don't yeah. you do more research on the foot if there was actually a foot problem coming in? <laughs> That's what I said. At USC carried in 2019, 48 times for 307 yards, Marquise Step. That's 6.4 a carry, okay? That's USC, Jake. That's the Trojans, okay? Yeah. In 2020, 
45 carries for 165 yards, not great, but, you know, all right. I mean, that's it. He had a good run. He had a good little two years at USC. It made sense, but here's what happened. It made sense. Then he got here, and he had to, he had to get foot surgery. And I know people in the program are like, well, okay, yeah, what's right, the deal? Exactly. And that's what Kent says in the text line. Kent says, whether Step wasn't good enough to play well or healthy or he had lingering foot issues, it's on the coaches to do the homework on if he should be right. here or not in the first place. I think that's fair. I Again, is there a hey, time? we got to be careful to judge things we don't know what we're talking okay, about. Okay, but, but is there a time that you could, if a program seems like they need good news, they might get desperate enough just to take somebody? And oh, it happens all the time. No, okay, not all the time, but it happens. It happens. Yeah. We, oh, need, we, we need something positive. Okay, yeah, let's take, take this kid. player from yeah. a Power 5 school. Or could it be a high school kid? Sure. Yeah. And that could be the instance of Marquis Step. Again, he did play at Nebraska. Just It got buried by the end of the season. And no one's saying this is a big loss. There's nobody out there saying, oh, God, here we go. Because it's not a big loss. He was, he it's just unfortunate that it never really panned out for him. Right. With, with the excitement there was when, he, when you got him to commit that January. Yeah, it was exciting. But it's they have what they feel is a good group of backs. I don't pretend to know how it's all going to shake out on the depth chart, but you know the three main, four main guys. You know the them. I would guess. My get, I, you know what? It's a guess. And, and it'll, it'll be interesting in August, by the way, to see how that whole picture shakes out. Anthony Grant, the transfer from New Mexico State. Jacquez Yant, 6'2", 245, in great shape. Uh, Ramir Johnson, proven. Well, he's their leading returning rusher, 454 yards, um, 112 carries last year. Um, caught, I think, 16 passes, maybe 11, one of those two. Um, he, good pass catcher, Ramir. Gabe Irvin, four games last year, played four games, injured his knee in the fourth game, just as he looked like he was settling into a groove, by the way. Gabe Irvin against Oklahoma looked to me, I remember saying to guys in the press box, he looks confident. And that that play on which he injured his knee, he was going for about 50 yards on that play. And he, and he stepped wrong yep, yep, down. Yep. He's a confident, good-looking back. Um, that's four. Emmett Johnson, the kid from Minneapolis, I like. A.J. Allen. A.J. Allen, uh, good running back, good freshman running back. They got, that's their guys. Maybe I'm missing somebody. Am I, I don't that's think, six guys, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, that's there? it. That's, that's quite, six scholarship. That's How many more do you need? That's six scholarship backs. You could put Brody Belt back there, too. Now they shifted him to receiver. But Brody Belt could play. They got enough running backs. That's why, that's why this isn't, you know, it's not. On Deloitte's OnCloud podcast, my co-host Mike Cavus and I talk with innovation leaders to explore how they use cloud engineering for new possibilities for their organizations. Join myself, David Linthicum, by subscribing to OnCloud wherever you get your podcasts. Causing a lot of consternation. What else are you hearing on the text line? Uh, Matt G says, doesn't matter about the running backs. The offensive line is going to make this season really tough for the team anyways. Well, we don't know that. I think it could be a good running back. <laughs> That's a... You know, a glass half-empty half empty person. I there. think um, it could be a good run-blocking unit. Uh, Joe P. says this regarding Marquis Step and taking him in the first place. Okay. He says, that's like applying to be a talk show host on the ticket and losing your voice the night before starting. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, Marquis But not Stepp- really, because this, this was an issue he had beforehand. He already had Apparently, the foot problem yeah. before he started. He's a big guy with a foot problem that's got to cut hard. I mean, that's... When I heard it initially, I was like, 
Anytime you hear running back foot problem, it should raise red flags well, in your it, brain. Football player foot problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, th- think yeah. about Demorde Pierce. Now was never the same after well, that list Frank injury, right? In the in his foot. Yeah, he tore up his knee though too. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's very unfortunate in the knee and the foot though. Oh. But that foot, he never was the same. No. Even with after the knee, it just never happened again. Right. Never worked out. Right. I mean, but there. Yeah. Yeah, you're generally right. I mean. No matter what you're playing, a corner with a bad foot's a bad deal. A safety, yeah. I mean, offensive lineman, you could probably manage it a little easier, right? Uh, Doc chimes back in. D-O-C-K. Yeah, 402-464-5685. What evidence does anyone have that the offensive line will be a good run-blocking unit this year? Outside of a hired hiring a new coach with zero experience coaching in big-time college football. I mean, football. the evidence was... I, okay, get, I know what I know what's going to happen. It's, this happens. It's like a cliche at this point. All right, I'll, I'll recreate the conversation we've had seventy-five times. Yep, please. Well, they me. ran the ball really well all spring, according to Sean Beckton. Yeah, but they ran against a depleted line. So what does it mean? There you go, Doc. I don't know what it means, <laughs> but I just but I just took care of your next text. But sip, they ran against a depleted line. Okay, got it. That's the evidence uh, until. You feel confident, or this team feels confident about its offensive line. It's just it's really hard to predict them to do anything great, right? I mean, it, there's more than one problem. It's not just the line; it's, it's other spots in the team. But the line has been an issue for quite some time now. Thank you. And if we go, if if we see against Northwestern, them getting pushed around and then and no holes being opened up for the for the run game and guys getting to. Whoever the quarterback is, I mean, you're going to have some panic here. Sort, even sort if you win, even if you win, sort of a no-win situation. Even if they blow holes in Northwestern, people are going to say it's just Northwestern. Nope, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, I will not say that. A lot of people because will. I respect Northwestern. A you lot of people that. will. You know, I respect them. Yeah, a lot of people just say, "Ah, what's it mean? They beat Northwestern." I mean, that's what yeah, you'll hear a lot of that. But they shouldn't say that. I agree. But I know what I, I know what the, I know what the way things work. Well, I guess you're Nostradamus. Did you, you know this, by the way? <laughs> I'm not Nostradamus. I've been here. I've lived here. I grew up here. I know we, how it works. We will dive more into this at seven a.m. But uh, you know, if you want to disrespect the Wildcats of Northwestern, here's a stat for you. Ready for this? Yeah. We could dive. This will be more at seven o'clock, though. Um, since 2006, when Fitzger- Pat Fitzgerald took over, Northwestern has won a Big Ten leading. 48 games by one possession Ooh, since man. he took over. Keep that stat I'm, handy. I'm going to because they win Keep close Keep that stat games. handy because that will go along with our 7 o'clock That's segment. what I said. Yeah, I'm, that's a stat. That's a little prelude to our 7 a.m. about Nebraska and close games. Well, you know, Fitzgerald and the Wildcats usually win close games. Can apparently. we do a hard shift now? Please do. Can we do the hard shift? Yes. Can we do the hard shift to Tiger? Can, are people ready for this? I think so. Is this... Is it a little bit neurotic? No. no. For me neurotic. to do this? Well, just skipping from Nebraska football to Tiger. No, because without it's important. To just do a that. hard shift. It's important to do it. Tiger Woods blasted the Live Golf Tour during a news conference at the 150th Open Championship right. at St. Andrews. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to make of Tiger doing this. At first, I was like, yes, thank you for saying this, Tiger. Now, Jake, I got to ask you something. Okay, though. please do. Okay, we all know what's going on. The Live Tours paid these players exorbitant fees 
deals, guaranteed deals, worth more than $100 million. Yep. Bryson DeChambeau, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, And Tiger says he disagrees with it. And he says this. I think Tiger Woods mm-hmm. says this. I think what they've done is they've turned their back on what has allowed them to get to this position. And I initially thought, now you got to, I got to hear. Help me with this. I'm ready. I initially thought, I'm glad somebody's speaking out. But Tiger Woods speaking out doesn't do it for me because he's got a zillion dollars. Mm. Easy for him to say. But he did it with the PGA Tour, though. I know. He did. It, he, he had sponsorships from that he earned for good play from the PGA this, Tour, which this, allowed him the opportunity to become very wealthy. I know. This comes down to... You can't judge it. I can't judge it. Nobody can judge these guys. If someone puts $100 million in front of you and says, you just got to come and play some tournaments and wherever, and there's no pressure, it's $100 million. Tiger Woods. We all have a price. Tiger Woods is what made golf even go up in terms of the person. I know, but he's got all the money in the world. What does it matter? He made golf wealthy. He brought money to the sport because of the fandom. Nobody, the, nobody, the, the, the nobody on the PGA Tour is getting $100 million guaranteed. Nobody. No. But so don't, no. And Tiger saying that loses impact because he's got all the money he needs. He's got all the money he needs. I'm not, I'm not, this is a guy, I'm not criticizing Tiger. You I'm not. Be. You shouldn't be. No, I'm not. I'm just saying, I, yeah, I appreciate him speaking out, but Jake, if someone waved a hundred, Jake, what I'm saying is this, we all will compromise a little bit on our values for a hundred million dollars. <laughs> okay. These guys compromised a little bit I, or a lot. I think they just said, I'm taking it. No. Well, what? Okay, but how can anybody, and guys like us especially, criticize that? It's $100 million to play golf with no pressure. You're done. You don't have to worry about it. I don't money. think that's what Tiger thinks golf should be all about. It's just that you just, you're just you good to go the rest of your life. Well, that's great. I'm glad he has those principles. Yeah, that's wonderful. Principles but if you wave $100 million in front of Jake Sorensen, you're going to compromise your I'll, principles. I'll compromise it, yeah. Yeah, me too. We'll see what I do, though. But if, if, in that instance, I'm still making millions of dollars in the PGA Tour already. Yeah, but if you can get one. Like right now, but there's I'm a lot of guys. Making millions of dollars a lot right of guys. A, a lot of guys aren't making that kind of money. And, and in fact, a lot of guys are scraping by. I, I mean that. But here's the problem, though, Sip. These guys, it's not about golf. It's about money now. Where it's yes, been, it it's is. It's been about golf. It it's is about, about money. It's been about the prestige of winning a major, which they might not have the chance to do. As Tiger Woods says, quote, he goes on saying, some of these players may never get the chance to play in a major championship. Yep. That's a possibility. It is. We don't know for sure on that. It's up to the major championship bodies to make that determination, but that is a possibility that some players will never, ever get a chance to play in a major championship. Right. Never get a chance to experience this right here, walked on the ferries at Augusta National. That, to me, yep. I just don't understand. You do understand it, Tiger and Jake. You understand it. It's $100 million. I completely understand it. I get it, but but also golf is a game of tradition. Uh, it is like this is the, very nice. This this is the one hundred and fiftieth British Open. This is very nice that you're you're waving these principles at me. I and, am, and they're and you're on a high horse. But we all have a number, okay? We all have a number. 
And if you wave one hundred million at me, I'm going to compromise a few. Things. I and I, I totally get it. It's just to and, me and sad all that, that principle and walking the the fairway to Augusta. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. But I don't have to worry about. Okay, that. Yeah, but you're just saying, okay. If you're if you're a golfer who probably grew up idolizing Tiger Woods, by the way, I'm sure Bryson DeChambeau, oh, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson grew up as Tiger fans. They yes, watched him when they nice. were young. They said, "This is our hero. This is our. This is the guy that I want to be like." And now, I mean, this is a good point. There's there's a chance. Sip. I mean, this year they can play, but in years going forward, there is a chance that you cannot play in what makes golf golf. I totally agree. Championships. Do I find the? Can I be clear on something? I find the live tour to be repulsive. Yes, you should. It's repulsive, but. How can you criticize the individuals? A Saudi government that has a fund, the Saudi government fund is $650 billion. Okay. They've put together this weird tournament to launder money. A tournament, batch of like tournaments. Eight tournaments. Yeah, this batch year. of tournaments. Right. And these guys are, 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 Getting generational wealth. They sold out. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. But the, I can't say I wouldn't do the same thing. The thing is, though, I mean, if... if Can you say you would, wouldn't do the same thing if you were Bryson I, I cannot speak for myself. I don't have the opportunity. <laughs> yes, you can speak for yourself. However, if I was... You if can no, speak for I can't yourself. speak about that, that self that yourself. I will never experience that opportunity. <laughs> I don't, I'm not making millions of bucks to golf right now. One, I, 100. I don't have 100 million staring me in the face. 100 million. That's not pocket change. That's, that's, that's crazy money to play, to play golf with no pressure. Will you ever be considered an all-time great? Now? Nope. I mean, nope. They, 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 compromise. they compromise. They compromise. Say, you know, my my placement in this game long term, as far as being viewed as an as a icon sold out, or an idol, sold out. It's it's not. I don't care anymore. Nope. For Brooks Kepka, I mean, he's already won four majors. He he's been a Ryder Cup stud. He could say, "I've already done enough." I do not blame the PGA Tour either. I've read this. Some people will blame it on the PGA Tour for saying what for for not creating. A purse structure that can combat this, and, and what hurts the PGA Tour on that is that they just already upped next year's purse fifty four million bucks. Like they had it, mm. they had enough money. That's that's a now that's a bad look for the PGA Tour. Mm. To just come out of that with what do you do from though? nowhere? They had the, they had the money. They had it. Not not this money. Not this money. Not Saudi no. money. No. But they had more money they could hand out. Yeah. If it's all about that, I appreciate that Tiger said what he did, Jake. Don't get me wrong, I do, but. My initial reaction was, yeah, I'm glad he's saying this. My second reaction was, ah, I mean, Tiger's got all the money he needs, so it diminishes his comments. How about this? Before we get to Sean Callahan, this, this is, I think, is a good text. Yeah, we got to get to Sean of, earlier. Uh, this is from John, not John Des Moines. This is other John. Ready for this? this? I think this is a good way to wrap this up. Listening? Yeah. It says, morning, Jacob Sip. I think after listening to Tiger Woods speak, he objects to people getting paid without putting in the work to get better. He feels if they don't they don't respect the game and the players who came before. They just show up and get paid for playing badly. 10 over par, you get a million yeah. million bucks. Yeah. Yeah, you do. He doesn't appreciate that. You know, he put well, No, he, you don't appreciate. He spent it. all these hours and years becoming what he was. Like you could say, well, he's a billionaire. He worked his ass off. Tiger Woods I know was he a worker. Yeah. It wasn't all just talent. It was work. And now, right now, 
I mean, are those guys even practicing? They don't need to practice at all. Right. I, no, I. They're on all, a team. All, I, you're right. They play eight times a year, and it doesn't matter if there's no cut. They right. make money guaranteed for yep. sure. Yeah, I don't. I totally understand, but I don't blame them. I just don't know how you could. They're going to take care of their families. Yep. Generations. Yep. It's it's a. I mean, there's it's going to be an argument for a long time. I know. on this. I, I mean, totally. And, and you're gonna you're gonna be feel both sides saying, well, the money's money, but also you know you you, you kind of. It's not that hard to figure out though. When you when you're talking about that that those numbers, uh, it's unfortunate. I'm glad but I understand. That, I'm glad Tiger had the stance that he had. I am too, but it's diminished because he's. I, I'd rather hear that from a PGA golfer who's scraping to get by. It would mean more to me. You've heard it from some guys who are, are good, not Tiger Woods level, right? Well, Justin I'm glad Thomas, there's guys speaking Jordan's out, speak. but I think I'd wonder about those guys if they had 100 million waved in front of them. The guys that are scraping by. I think there might have been some money waved okay. in front of them. All right. Well, I appreciate they that. They respect the pageantry. Okay. And the tradition. And tradition. Yeah. Yes. Sean Callahan is next on Early Break in the Ticket.